Next on BYU Sports Nation, with all these new NBA player duos, what's the best duo in Cougar sports history? Oh, happy day. The newest women's basketball assistant coach, Melanie Day, joins us. Plus, Bob Kessling, the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, tells us what to expect in week two at Rocky Top. BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you on Friday, July 12th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton isn't here, so I'm teamed up with a man who apparently has lost some weight, Brian Logan. Yes, lost a lot of weight um, <laughs> since I was done playing 10 years ago. I had somebody DM me yesterday, which is fine. It's good. Um, asked if I lost some weight. Got a little bit insecure for a second. So, yeah. you know, actually speaking at the, the, the bookstore, I went this morning and I. Short guy and I, insecure? And I got, usually I don't have, you know, I don't have little man syndrome. I've always been yeah. good. But I went to the bookstore, you know, mm-hmm. speaking of that, and yeah. it got me a nice schmedium. And I did go to the gym. I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in like, I don't know. Because of the guys. guy? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely. So I, I, my goal, man, is to have zero insecurities. And once I started creeping, I got to push it back down. Yeah. You know, I had to give him a stiff arm. Here's so. an easy way to do that. Ignore a lot of people. See, I can ignore, <laughs> I, I can ignore a lot of people about almost yeah. anything. Don't allow random DMs not, to affect my, you. Th- th- this is the thing, man. You yeah. can't be short and small. It doesn't work. You can't do that. You can't do that. You for, can't, for you. For me. Some people probably can. Some people can, but, I mean, they, that, that they was were, my rule. They were D1 athletes in the 09 game against Utah hearing their name chanted. Yes, that was, yeah. a, that was a very, that was a great that was a moment. Very moment. I, just, I just remember this, man. My elementary, my peewee coaches said, look, Brian, you can't, be, you can't be short and small. Okay. So start hitting some push I've got a suggestion for you. Buy a bagel. <laughs> like a real bagel. <laughs> bagel eat? Just like a workout machine? <laughs> uh, yeah. See the viral video. And don't go fight people at Disneyland. Here's what's on the show <laughs> rundown today. Our 2019 opponent previews continue with Tennessee Week 2. We'll chat with the radio play-by-play of the Volunteers, Bob Kessling. New women's basketball coach assistant uh, Melanie Pearson Day on the show. Because of uh, cancer, she was once told she had five years to live. She's now coaching at BYU. We'll chat with her. And we do something no one else will do today nationally. The watch lists are coming out next week. We're going to give a watch list for the watch list. Mm-hmm. Who to expect from BYU on those starting Monday. But first, today's headlines. Sophomore center James Empey, he'll be on some watch lists, is the second highest graded returning center in FBS by Pro Football Focus. How about that? Empey's rated with an 82.7 overall grade. I don't really understand what that means. But he only allowed nine pressures in 853 snaps last season. Wow. According to my calculations, uh, back in my academic days, if you get an 80 yard, but that's a B. Were those, <laughs> were those ever, those existed? Wow. Okay. Only when we beat Utah. Women's basketball announces Lee Kamard and Melanie Day as new assistant coaches. Kamard was an assistant coach for BYU men's basketball last season, while Day played for coach JJ during the 2001-2002 season. They also was an assistant coach at UNLV from 2004-2007. So Lee Kamard makes the switch from the men's assistant coaching spot to a women's assistant coaching spot. Uh, Jeff Judkins was a guy who was in the men's game to the women's game. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat with Lee in the next couple of weeks about that switch. Eric Meek has scored two points, had six rebounds, four assists, and a steal in the Kings' 83-80 loss to the Clippers in the NBA Summer League. Meek plays tonight against Cleveland, 8 Eastern on ESPNU. 
Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks play the Portland Trailblazers tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern in Las Vegas. Those are Jerem's Portland Trailblazers. I have split allegiance in the NBA. Yeah. With the Jazz and the... Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, in four games, Bryant is averaging 14.3 points per game, four rebounds, 3.3 assists, and is shooting 53% from the field. Not bad. Will he get a two-way deal, a G League deal, Will another international deal? Just progress. He's just going progress. to get something. Yeah, just it's just a matter of what. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We've discussed the first four a lot, then the next four. In fact, we don't have a name for them. We just call them the next four. Forming what seems to be the toughest part of the schedule before you get the likes of Liberty and UMass and Idaho State and then a quality game in San Diego State at the very end, although they took away your scholarship I hope back in the day, the which was good for us. Helmet off of them. The helmet. I like what you did there. Uh, we might get a phone call. Brian, what are the fewest amount of wins you'd accept in the first eight games? I would say four. Four, four, go 500. Yep, got to go. That's the you fewest go. amount. Okay? That's, that's the absolute minimum. At any, at any mark that you want to, you know, see where you guys stand, it, it could be 20 games. It could be – it doesn't really matter, right? It, seasonal, whatever the case is, you always want to be 500. Um, and, and, and this is how I kind of break it down. At worst – Break it down. I'm going to break it down, man. I'm gonna break it down like Bobby Brown. Look, check this out. When you go what in, 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 in the first four games, go one for three at least. Worst. That's the worst thing you could do. Hopefully you, hopefully you beat Utah, right? And then the next four, you go, you know, three for one. That, that's, that's to me would be the best case and worst case situation. That, that I means think, BYU would lose, uh, you know, they have three or four home games to start and then they go on the road three or four. I think, I think realistically to, to come out like this um, – I think they got to win two games in the first four. You got to win two, and then I think you give yourself that, a little bit of cushion. At that point, you're going for five and three plus. Well, if you start two and two against those teams, you're you're feeling like you should beat Toledo screw, and South Florida. Brain, and Utah State. Rewind. <laughs> think about over the, the last couple of years, or since BYU's been independent, the great starts, or so we thought of, right? And then what happens? Things happen. Injuries, whatever the case is. So sure. I, I, just put this in this perspective. Nothing is guaranteed in independence, right? You can BYU can start BYU really will good. be on ESPN at home. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed. There will be a countdown to kickoff. That's, that's guaranteed. And I think the only reason why is just literally the injury factors. Yeah, I feel you. Four and four, I agree as well. Although, how, how dumb is it that we're like, okay, four and four, that'd be good. <laughs> What? That just means it's too hard. If you went out in November, you get eight wins. If that's the case, four and four, you went out in November, right? And there's three wins there for sure, probably four. We'll see with San Diego State. So you get at least seven wins that way. You get a bull win, you get eight. That's progress. I I feel like, you know, eight in the regular season is the goal. So, yeah, BYU's, I I think it's five and three is what you really want to come out of there with. Yeah. If you're six and two, BYU's riding high. Like, it's we're feeling good. Seven and one, eight and zero feels like almost impossible. It'd be amazing. I would love to see it. It'd be so cool. Nothing lower than seven regular season wins that would be acceptable. If BYU doesn't get to eight at any point in the season, huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. And BYU are there, has are there, are there are there eight winnable games here? Yes, there's two in the first four there's that are guaranteed. Three, that are guaranteed. No, okay, guaranteed. There's three wins. That's it. It's three. Okay. There's only three guaranteed. Yeah, which is kind of scary, right? Yeah. And Yes, BYU started three and one to, in the first four last year, uh, but that's not kind of been the 
the typical case in the first three, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. So in the first eight games of the season, which we're looking at today, uh, the last three seasons under Kalani Satake, BYU's 9-15 overall. It's been hard to start well, and that's been the case with some of BYU's best teams. Even 06, even 07, uh, 09 jumped out to a nice start. 08 jumped out to a nice start. And but what was the thing that, why, what, why was that? What was the thing that they all had in common? Usually P5 schools, right? Yeah, and now you play four in a row. But I, I, perhaps BYU gets one at home that they would not have on the road. Playing Arizona and Cal, to me, is different than playing USC and Tennessee and Washington yes, we can and compete with those like, teams. I, yes, BYU's on par with those yeah. squads, absolutely. Yeah, 100%, man. Topic two, every year, Jerem, we are surprised with the outcome of at least one game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes good, sometimes amazing like Wisconsin. Sometimes bad, very bad, where I just want to get – Chocolate wasted after the game is over, like UMass. What is the surprise game for BYU this year? Good and or bad for you? Hopefully Utah's good, right? Yeah. I, I think it would be a surprise <laughs> if BYU wins that game, given how good Utah is in my 10 and 10 for teams. The first one, I said, Utah's the best team on the schedule. I think they're really stinking good. Yet, I think it's a game that BYU can win. We saw last year that BYU is a more aggressive offense and a couple injuries away from walking out of that stadium with a win and just really spoiling the end of the season for the Utes, which was Easy. spoiled with two other losses anyway. Um, Tennessee is my next choice. FPI from ESPN, Football Power Index, gives BYU a 19% chance to win that game. 19? (laughs) Therefore, that would be a big surprise, right? I'm hoping not to be surprised by any of the next four with Toledo, South Florida, Boise State, and Utah State. An ambitious 3-1 and would be nice there, 2-2. and I'd be shocked if BYU loses more than one game in November if it was San Diego State in a close one. There are three guaranteed wins to start that November, but this is the fun part. We think we know, but we don't actually. Know. Last yeah. year, we didn't sit here and go, "Listen, BYU can beat Wisconsin." Like, no way. And that was that was fun. Yet we didn't sit here and say, "Yeah, BYU's going to lose to UMass the year before." That's sports. That's the the high and the low of it, right? Yeah. Well, especially when you think about the first couple of games, right? Um, we always say this, and Uncle B says this a lot too, which is you don't really know the true identity of a team. I think it's that much harder for BYU because they are playing you know, these tougher opponents versus, you know, teams like Alabama where they're playing Southern Western Mississippi's Jackson State Valley, right? Well, in one game a year. Where they get these tune-up type of games, right? Double-A schools, smaller schools, whatever the case is. Um, But for me, I mean, I think we're different when it comes to Tennessee. It would surprise me if they actually, if they win that game. Really? It would would surprise me. And it all comes down to the week before with Utah. Regardless of the outcome... Win or a loss, think about all of the emotions, all of the emojis, right? Win or loss, right? You're I, I'm be scared high. to death of how invested BYU is in that first game and not looking at the biggest road game of the season. In no, 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 no. There's no, there's no, there's no looking past Utah, man. In this, in this situation, I know that's what I'm scared of. Now, now check this out, though. If 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 whatever the the, the outcome is. Think about either having to come up from that from a loss or trying to come down and staying even keel, right? You have to fly over to Tennessee. Um, you know, so, so the travel takes into consideration time difference. Tennessee is going to have a warm-up game versus Georgia State, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's the first week of school. You got homework and stuff. You got to talk to teachers and stuff. Hopefully it's just reading the syllabus, right? <laughs> Are they already handing out chapters at that point? Come on. I can't remember. What class are you taking? We beat Oklahoma and Washington, so. That's yeah. exactly right. 
in week ones, but you'd have three other power fives sitting there. Yeah, Dan, that's when you had to go to class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, you're right. The bottom line is BYU's got to win that first one. Countdown to the youths. 48 days. 48. So we're shy of seven weeks now. Uh, guess what? In seven weeks from today, we will know the result of BYU and Utah. We, we will have a show, and we will be very excited, or we won't be. Jerry, I'm letting you know, know right now. If we win this game. I don't expect to me, don't expect to have me on the post game show because I'm storming the field with the fans. I'm gonna try to take the goalposts. Really? Mm-hmm. You and you and Chad Lewis in '93. No, me and David Nixon. We are talking yeah. about. Well, one of you has got to stay. <laughs> Topic three: The NBA has turned into a group of super teams led by three stars. Formerly, now what appears to be more like two. And as former BYU TV student employee turned ESPN the Jump producer Michael Bodmer put it. NBA jam out there with dynamic duos laced across the association. So let's flip that to Cougar Sports. What's the greatest duo in BYU sports history, Brian? So I, I got to give it up to my man, Max, Max Hall, right? And, and you know, I was thinking about Dennis or, or Austin. Um, Please no Dennis. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I love you, Cameron. This one, <laughs> Dennis. We always have time, man. Shoot me a text. I'll let you know next time. It's I'm the producer. It. We'll it's not me. I don't make I'll that. Get you, I'll get you in. But I got to go with. I got to go with Austin. And the goat at receiver. When when you look at all of his stats, um, you know, in multiple categories as far as records, even in the Mountain West. Um, but I think a lot of this has to do with uh, the flash, right? And when you look at you know that the duo with Dennis. Um, you know, it's, 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 I don't want to say conservative, but first downs, you know, it's, it's the go-to. I'm always going to catch it, right? Big body type of tight end. My helmet will fall off. My helmet, right? Yeah, right. All the above. You, but you know you're going to get something solid. Mm-hmm. I think with Austin, what, what takes him to uh, the next level when it comes to Max is the, the short, you know, three-yard pass, make one man miss, score for 70, um, you know, a long bomb. And then you got to think about, and I wasn't here in the program yet, but, you know, the fourth and what, 18, right? So there's a little bit more. You were about to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a little bit more of that, that, that flash, that, that swag. Um, and, and just being a part of the program now versus, you know, when I came, before I came with him, seeing all the highlights, man, that's, that's definitely the best duo. Austin Collie is the greatest receiver BYU's ever had. Think about what BYU had in, in 07 and 08. You had an NFL quarterback, running back, tight end, and receiver. Has BYU ever had that situation? That was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 11 and 2, 10 and 3 in the two years where those four players played together. Yeah. Pretty crazy, right? Mine goes to Jim McMahon and tight end Gordon Hudson. McMahon's the greatest quarterback in BYU history, in my opinion. Hudson's the only BYU football non QB or Lavelle Edwards. In the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm, okay. I know that. I know that. Those two together look out. They're one season together. 67 catches, 960 yards, 10 touchdowns. At the time, those were ridiculous for a tight end. Oh, yeah, they yeah. would be today as well. Last season, Matt Bushman led BYU with 29 grabs for 5'11 and 3 touchdowns by comparison. Hmm. Okay, That 81 team that they run together. 11-2, and two, ranked as high as number 8, beat Utah by 28 points, finished 13th in the country. Those two teams, uh, or those two were amazing. Steve Young then got Hudson for his junior season, uh, Steve's junior season, Hudson's senior season. To me, that's the greatest duo in BYU history. And there have been a lot of great ones. You, yeah. could, you could say Danny Ainge and, and uh, uh, you know, 
Greg Kite on the 81 team or Fred Roberts. And or, or you, a, what if, there have been if, a million dudes. Jimmer and Jackson. What if, what if you broke it down by performance? You have Taysom and Jamal. Texas, Taysom Hill right? and Jamal, yeah, in a game. In a game, yeah. yeah. Career, now, had those two been oh, together, fully healthy together the whole time, we may still out. be talking about what, we'd what all, they did. We'd have a ring, man. We'd all have a ring. We'd all have a ring. We'd all have a championship That'd ring. be awesome. <laughs> and that's our question of the day. Uh, weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What's the greatest duo in the history of BYU sports? Let's get to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At justice underscore Robbins, double O, on Instagram. This one's a little different, but Brandon Doman and Luke Staley. Oh, man. In 01, they were unbelievable. Those guys had a killer run game and started 12-0 and before Staley went down. But my mom says Max Hall and Dennis Pitta. <laughs> yeah, the, listen, you could put Max Hall and Harvey Young and Max yeah, Hall. And, yeah. You could, any combination of that. Yeah, Doman and Staley were unbelievable. You know, that's, Staley that, was a white running back from BYU who won the Doak Walker. Yeah, that's unheard of. That's in not, this century. Like, that, that's just, it was just a crazy accomplishment. Been, if somebody told me that before BYU, I'd be like, you're lying. Don't believe you. Don't believe you. You're lying. No. Mm-mm. Not, not a dude from Stanford. No. A dude from right, BYU. Right. Right? Where is that at? Yeah. <laughs> Coming up, new women's basketball assistant coach Melanie Day joins us in studio. And how will the Cougars fare at Rocky Top in week two? The voice of the volunteers tells us what to expect. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you miss any of BYU Sports Nation throughout the week, you can always catch up by downloading the BYUSN podcast or tune in to the BYU radio on Saturday at noon Eastern for the best of BYU Sports Nation with me Well, this week, this week it's going to be a lot of you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Next week I, it will be crickets until <laughs> AFR. Two hours of the best interviews and conversations from throughout the entire week. Okay, this is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. As mentioned, the show's on demand via the podcast as well as BYUSN.com. Our next guest is the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers. He's been in that position since 99. Before then, a long time with the Lady Vols, a highly successful women's basketball team. He was a walk-on fullback in the 70s. He is the voice of the Volunteers, Bob Kessling on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Bob, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Bob, are you there? All right, we'll reconnect with Bob in just a second. Uh, Tennessee, week two, you talked about where that sits in the schedule. And we've been discussing for a while now, BYU and Utah in week one. They're so, like, it feels like all the emotional cards are in the middle on that game. And I'm a little afraid of that because in week two, here comes BYU's only non or only power five team on the road. It's at one of the top 10 most historic top five, most historic venues in the game. And it's a Tennessee team that brings back a lot of talent on a team that struggled, but is improving. That's a scary game in week two. So I, I, I always give this example when we talk about scenarios like this with, with Bronco and, you know, the, how he took over the defense in 2010. We got embarrassed at Utah State. Uh, first time we lost since, like, 1937. Like, I think it's, like, 70s. But, but after that, whenever we had an emotional game or whatever the case is, the, the preparation, it was always you get to play football again. Mm-hmm. Live in this moment. And so everything that you did before, literally last week, we could have beat Utah, and it was fine. Or lost, and it was fine because it was literally the right now. He, 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 he had a really good way of getting us up emotionally for every single game and series and snap. 
And BYU will have to do that in week two at Tennessee. Bob Kessling now joins us. Bob, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. Good to be on with you today. It's great to have you. I mentioned uh, you started as a walk-on fullback, and uh, here we are uh, a few years later as the play-by-play of the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, BYU fans are very excited about this week, too. We were talking about BYU playing a big rivalry game and then having uh, another big game in week two. What can uh, Cougar fans expect uh, from Tennessee this season after a 5-7 and seven year, but a lot of uh, talent coming back from that team? Well, I think I think the BYU fans will make the trip to Knoxville. I think they'll enjoy themselves. Uh, it, you know, it's a special stadium. It's a special tradition, and and uh, no matter you know, there's Doug Dickey, the the former head coach and former athletic director, uh, had a phrase that I always uh, remember. He said, uh, "Tradition never graduates," mm. and uh, I think that's true with Tennessee. Is you know, every time they have these cycles where they're kind of rotating down, then they always bounce back. A lot of programs don't do that, but the ones with a lot of pride and tradition will do that. And Tennessee hopes right now it's on the uptick with a Jeremy Pruitt. Um, he basically, you know, anytime you change coaches, you've got to kind of break the program down to the bare bones and build it back up. And that's what he's doing right now and trying to restock the roster. He, he's got an interesting philosophy. He, uh, you know, of course, spent a lot of time with Nick Saban, and so he has specific needs uh, in certain positions, and he's looking for specific size and speed and all those type things in the recruiting base to, uh, to to rebuild this team. And so it's a slow process, and when you only do 22 or 23, uh, up to 25 guys every year, it's really hard to flip your roster. But So Tennessee will be playing with a lot of freshmen and sophomores, and uh, – they think they have some talented young players, but they're young players that are learning learning the ropes of playing at this level. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how the team comes out and, and uh, how they play against BYU. I think it's a really good test early for both of these teams. Bob, what are the, the fans like in, in the community? Uh, obviously understanding that this is uh, going to take some time, but how are the fans specifically feeling about uh, head coach uh, Pruitt right now? Well, they they know that Coach Pruitt has been around winning programs. I mean, you know, he's coached at uh, uh, Florida State. He's you know been at Alabama a long time, so he he knows what good teams look like, and he knows what good programs look like. His his uh, coaching staff is filled with a lot of uh, experience. Uh, I think one of the big things that uh, he did was hire Jim Cheney away from Georgia as the offensive coordinator, and uh, you know Cheney had been at Tennessee before, so Tennessee fans are familiar with him. But he has a way with quarterbacks to get him to play at a different level. And uh, that's what Tennessee's hoping that uh, he'll do with Jared Garantano. Garantano is a young man that, uh, you know, last year with a, kind of a porous offensive line, uh, took a lot of hits. And so now I think this year, while they're still rebuilding the offensive line, in fact, they might start two freshmen at, uh, at tackle positions in the offensive line, uh, true freshmen. And so you know that that's going to be a learning process there. But I think he'll get rid of the ball quicker. I think Cheney will play to Garantano's strengths and uh, not let him stand back there, take a deep drop, and you know get blasted by linebackers and defensive ends that crash in on him. I think he'll get rid of the ball quicker. I think that Tennessee believes they have some experience and some quality depth at wide receiver, and uh, they'll try and use those guys to, to help Garantano uh, uh, up his per- completion percentage and also uh, move the football a lot better. So um, Cheney, I think, is really a, one of the – you know, you talk about the players that you've added to this team this year. I think Jim Cheney is the biggest addition 
to the Tennessee team, and I think the offense is going to be a lot better. Always good to have a guy that wants to come back right after being there uh, 09 to 12. You bring back the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, five of the top six rushers. You mentioned all the receivers back, the top two tacklers. How much better is Tennessee expected to be, in your opinion? Well, you know, it's a line of scrimmage game in the SEC. And so Tennessee, as I mentioned, is going to have to start, uh, will probably start two true freshmen at, at the tackle spots, left and right tackle. That's a, that's a tall order. Uh, in the defensive line, they've got to replace three starters there, and so there are going to be some young players in the defensive line. So the biggest question for me is how will they play in the offensive and defensive line? Um, can they stop the run? Can they protect the quarterback and get a running game going? If they if they do play better than uh, you would expect uh, a lot of young players to play, this this could be a really good Tennessee team. So I think that's the biggest key. They've got to they've got to get some. Uh, productivity and some protection out of that offensive line and the defensive line, they've got to come up with some playmakers. And I think that's where, um, Tennessee, you know, and Jeremy Pruitt says it all the time, you got to have playmakers. And Tennessee's trying to identify some of those playmakers right now. Bob, who are some of the playmakers that have established themselves um, that us as, as BYU fans could keep an eye on for? Well, I think there's a there's a, a wide receiver named Jawan Jennings, and he's been around for a while. He's one of the the, the veterans on this team, and they'll line him up. Uh, he's kind of a a fast, big tight end, but they play him a wide receiver, so he's hard to tackle. Safeties and cornerbacks don't like to see him coming. He's about six three, six four, and can run. But they're going to put. I think he'll be in the slot a lot, and I think he's going to be a guy that they're going to depend on. To get open, as I mentioned, they'll probably go to a quick passing attack. But they've got uh, um, several of wide receivers that return uh, uh, so with Callaway, and then they also have uh, Josh Palmer. And so there's some experience in the outside. They do have some speed. Tyler Bird's another guy that's been around for a long time, and he'll be another slot receiver. So they've they've got a lot of different weapons at wide receiver, and I think they can throw a lot of different looks uh, at you. They've got a tight end uh, Dominic Wood Anderson that uh, really played well last year for Tennessee and Cheney loves throwing to the tight end and he's a he's a big target and I think that you'll see him very much uh, improved and uh, more active in the office the running back uh, Ty Chandler is one of the fastest guys on the team and uh, they're going to they're going to use him a lot like they did if you remember Alvin Kamara who's now with the Saints played Mm -hmm. at Tennessee and they got him with a lot of swing passes, got him out of the open to let him use his speed and, and uh, break tackles. And I think that's a similar role that they'll use with Ty Chandler at, out of the running back position. I think you'll see him out in space a lot, and they'll throw the ball to him a lot. Uh, I think he was the second or third leading receiver on the team last year, so they threw a lot of passes to him last season. I expect him to throw even more. So um, it's, it's kind of a work in progress offensively, and but I think it's going to be – Interesting to see what Jim, Jim Cheney comes up with when uh, they finally take the field in August. Bob, we appreciate the time. I know uh, Cougar fans and uh, BYU is very excited about the opportunity to visit one of the iconic stadiums and schools in college football. So uh, we look forward to week two. Yeah, well, come early because there's lots of tailgating uh, and it's a beautiful spot to watch a game and there's a lot of passion from Tennessee fans. So I think. Uh, I think the BYU fans that come here will really enjoy the experience in Elon Stadium. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. That was Bob Kessling on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First 
you know why we show how. Okay. Uh, week two, Tennessee. That's big time. And I remember when BYU scheduled this game, we thought, wow, at Tennessee, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, and this, is a, this is a game that you get. This is not Wisconsin last year where you go, oh, man, that's almost impossible. Yeah. And BYU pulls it up. This is a game BYU could go in, and if they play a good game, they've got a, they've got a chance to win. Yeah, 100%, man. Again, it's the emotions. The emotions from Utah. How do you bounce back or, you know, become even kill? That checkered end zone, love it, man. Hmm. Rocky Top, the band, the river, the the whole thing. Everything. Let's go. Coming up, we are watching the watch list, which BYU will surprise you next season. And new assistant coach Melanie Day is in studio on the road from cancer to coaching at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headline. Sophomore center James Empey is the second highest graded returning center in FBS by Pro Football Focus. How about that? Nice. That's incredible. After his freshman season rated with an 82.7 grade, allowed uh, nine pressures and 853 snaps last season. Women's basketball announces Lee Kamard and Melanie Day as new assistant coaches. Kamar was an assistant coach for BYU men's basketball last season, while Day played for Coach JJ during the 2001-2002 season. Day was also an assistant coach at UNLV from 2004-2007. Chat with her in about 39 seconds. Eric Mika (laughs) scored two points, six rebounds, four assists, a steal in the Kings' 83-80 loss to the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard doesn't play in the summer league, don't worry. Mika plays tonight against Cleveland, 8 Eastern on ESPNU. Elijah Bryant and the Milwaukee Bucks. Played the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. who Jerem no longer loves. No, I, likes. no, I, tonight at no. 10 p.m. Eastern in Las Vegas. I didn't ever interrupt you, Jerem. <laughs> Wait, in four games, day? Brian is averaging 14.3 points per game, four rebounds, 3.3 assists, and is shooting 53% from the field. Go ahead. Okay, our, our next guest, um, I don't know if she thought she'd up ever be on the show, let alone an assistant coach at BYU, but both are happening and both are very exciting. Her name's Melanie Day, new women's basketball assistant coach with BYU. Melanie, it's great to see you, first yes. off. So yes. a couple of years ago, we chatted. Um, we, we talked about you on the show, but now you're an assistant coach at yeah, BYU. You know, this if, is incredible. If I'm being honest, um, the reason why I took this job is so I could get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is life goals right here. Nice. Yes. Not, not the top twenty-five team that you'll inherit as an assistant. No, coach not at all. Or... It's all about this right here. Yeah. Sure, well, yeah. we appreciate that, albeit an oversight on your part. But yeah. <laughs> um, let, let's let's go right there. Um, obviously, you've had have had breast cancer. I guess I don't know yeah. where you're at with that, but now you were told you have five years to live. Mm-hmm. How many years has it been? You're an assistant coach now. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So I was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer about six years ago, and um, and then it became terminal, metastatic, or stage four, um, in 2015. And so they gave, they said five years, but um, I believe in miracles, and uh, for almost three years I've had clear scan- scans. And so um, they say NEAD, no evidence of active disease, and that's where I'm at. It's kind of like remission. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <clears throat> yeah, I feel great. I feel healthy. The treatment I do is so minimal. It doesn't affect me at all. Um, I wouldn't even call it treatment. Um, and, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I just I feel so 
good and healthy and so so lucky to be here. Um, but you know, we can get into that more about yeah. How that how, well, how, yeah, how did you get here? So, yeah. so, so we. You know, we're we're looking up a couple of different articles and things like that. It's just about your experience of I'm just living life. You know, I'm I'm scared not to not live it right. And um, had a bucket list. Yeah, and, bucket and the list. team yes. sent you to North Carolina. Yes. And now you're coaching some of those players, I guess, that may have helped send you. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, Brenna and Jazz, I think were f- freshmen, sophomores. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, so how did all of this shake up? Where you are right here by. You know the two most handsome. Well, yeah. now we're next door neighbors. You work next door. Yes, we're awesome, neighbors. Right? Yeah. I'm expecting some cookies, guys. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm only here part time, so <laughs> Spencer will do that. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So you know when the opera, when the when the opening happened, um, honestly, I've never thought I'd get back into it. Um, just with a family and just my situation with uh, cancer, but I just. Things, things just started happening. I started talking to my husband about it. You know, he's the first one to actually mention, would you ever be interested in doing it? And I thought it wasn't even an option. So when he said that, I thought, maybe, yes, he planted yeah. the seed. And then, um, yeah, just one thing led to another. And I talked to my doctor, my oncologist at length about it. And she, she um, wrote this letter for me saying that I am, you know, giving me permission to to take a full-time job and to, you know, a, a stressful job that includes traveling and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as it is being a college coach. And um, so I think I, I'm going to frame that letter. But yeah. uh, she gave me, she, you know, she gave me the permission. I've had these clear scans for so long. She calls me a walking miracle. And, um, you know, do you guys know Isaiah Austin? No. Baylor player. Okay. Five oh, years ago. Yes. 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 So with, with uh, he had cancer Marf- in his eye or something. Marfan syndrome. Okay. So five years ago he was he left after sophomore year for the draft, and days before the draft he was told he could never play basketball again, mm. and so obviously devastated went into a deep depression about it. Um, but he started to do some research and found a doctor at Stanford that would work with him. So this doctor cleared him to do light um, pickup, and. We know no athlete's yeah. going to do light no, pickup. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So he goes back to this doctor after going all out and says, you know, can we do more? Eventually this doctor clears him to play professionally. Last, uh, last year he averaged 35 points and 10 rebounds in the same league in China as Jimmer. Mm. So wow. I'm looking at that wow. and thinking – you know, I've been given this certain amount of time to live, quote unquote, statistically. And, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sit back and wait for death to happen and wait for it to get me. I'm going to go after my dreams. I'm going to go after what I want. And I love BYU. I love basketball. I love Juddy. I love this team. And, um, I'm going to go out and get my 35 point and 10 rebound season, just like Isaiah Austin. Nice. That's, that's it. why that, I'm here. That's so awesome. And I remember meeting you a couple years ago and thinking, wow, you're very brave. And now to hear that you're very healthy and things are going well, and now you're back. And it's not just that you are a former player and this is a nice story. You played at UCLA for three years. You, you went on a mission to Portugal. You named one of your uh, kids' middle name Milagri, which means yes. miracle. Because you, you were going through chemo while pregnant, which is another yeah, story, right? Another. 
But so. and then you coached at UNLV as well, so you've yeah. been in the game. It's not like this is brand new, right? Yeah. I mean, I did coach junior jazz last year, so this is a bit of a step up. <laughs> yeah, so that, that you're bringing that experience to yeah, the table yeah. as well. You mentioned you love Jetty. You played one year for BYU, mm-hmm. and it was a sweet 16 year. Yeah. That, I think that's something BYU is hoping they can do again this year, right? Yeah. Given the talent coming back. I think we could do a little more. You know, I think, I think this team is really talented, and if, we put in the wor- if they put in the work, it could be... A really special season. Did that influence you at all? Um, how good BYU was? Or was it no matter what BYU was like, you wanted yeah. to be there? I mean, it's definitely like icing on the cake, right? It's it's not why, but it's like a really nice bonus. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the roster, you go, oh, okay. Yeah. You got some players. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so when you coached previously versus, you know, kind of now and coming out of everything. And against BYU, by the yeah. way. Yes. Right. In the Mountain same, West. Same conference, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think you'll be a different coach and have different styles or... Definitely. Um, I'm so comfortable with Jetty's system and here at BYU. And also, I just have a lot of life experience. Yeah. You know, when I was coaching at UNLV, it was right after I was playing. I was similar to the ages of the players. And so they would always joke around with me about that. Oh, yeah. So now I, I'm a little more wise in my old age. You know, I could be their, <laughs> I could be their mother. So... Um, and so I am a mother, and, you know, being a wife, a mother, and just going through what I've been through, I think it's the life experience that, um, that I'll bring that I didn't have before. Yeah. How would that perspective perhaps uh, change you as a coach, where not only are you older and wiser, but what you've gone through with breast cancer? Yeah. Um, I think I'll be more calm about things um, and put things in perspective for the players and the staff, you know, um, just... You know, my mantra has been stop saying someday. Stop mm-hmm. saying someday I'll, I'll do this. Someday I'll start this business. I'll go on this vacation. I'll work hard at, you know, whatever I'm doing. It's, the time is now. And so I think that perspective is what I really want to bring for these players that this is it. You know, they've got four years to play. And some of them may play after that, but some of them might not. And to do it now, not to wait they're going to regret it. I don't want them to have regrets because, you know, a lot of people talk about that. They wish they would have worked harder or worked yeah. on this. And so I want them to, you know, in school too, academically, everything, and just and networking. That's something that I wish I would have done better um, is oh, network yeah. with other, yeah. other athletes, other students, you know. When I was at UCLA, I was surrounded by Olympians and uh, professional athletes mm-hmm. that came around all the time. So I wish I would have just – you know, done a little more of that. That's that's my biggest thing too. If it, I swear, I'm not saying this because I'm on TV right now. If it wasn't for <laughs> BYU TV and being able to have my face still known, you know, within the community, my networking would, yeah, it would it'd be literally all friends. So thank you, well, Jeremy. We're, we're glad I, that worked as I, well. I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> it. Your amazing personality ha, ha, also have, have you, like, helps. Have Have you got a chance to talk to the girls or meet anybody yet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been around them. And yeah. how's how's that been? Awesome. They're awesome. I I, I walked down to the team lounge thinking that's where they kind of study, you know, quote yeah. unquote. <laughs> In my mind, I'm thinking. <laughs> but, you know, uh, some kids were there the other day um, and I was asking the players, hey, how do you turn on the TV so I could put on a show for these kids? They didn't know how to turn on the TV. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So they are studying. <laughs> See, we got the surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, we're we're going to have you back on. And we're going to see you a lot. No, Let's give, give you the, the BYU. Mar- the marker. Oh, the marker. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you I'll sign our fires. flag. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to.
Great to have you okay. back and uh, excited to hang out a lot more. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And we'll get you yeah. that, those cookies. Yes, I'm waiting. Chocolate, Chocolate chip. Chocolate dark, chip. Uh, semi-sweet. Okay, that's a little semi-sweet. picky, but we'll do it. No, no, it's, no it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. You can have whatever you want. Uh, Spencer is going to write this down. Yeah, Spencer's, he's take, Spencer's somebody's taking it. notes right now for yeah, Spencer. Yeah, he's listening. It's all good. <laughs> My man, Daniel Schneeman. Is still making roles. Find wait, out wait, what, what kind of roles. Wait, he's still the role player of the week or whatever? Still the role man. And the watch role list man. for the watch list. What Cougars will be mentioned in football watch list starting next week. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Now, nobody else is going to do this today or this week. It's a watch list for the watch list. The watch list come out next week, college football, different positions and whatnot. So let's walk through them. They're going to start Monday. They're going to go for two or three weeks. We're going to tell you who we think might be on them. Let's start uh, by saying this. Watching the watch list is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. I used Delta last week. I love Delta. It all begins Monday. This is way too intense for this, but let's go. <laughs> the Bidneric Award, Defensive Player of the Year. I think Kairos Tonga will be on this list. Yeah, 100%. Man. Lots of NFL scouts looking at him. Lots of buzz. Um, Uncle B can't get enough of him. And that's yes. a, that saying a lot when Uncle B, you know, loves a defensive guy. I think he's the only guy that gets on it from the defense. Yeah. yeah. The Maxwell Award, College Player of the Year, Zach Wilson, the quarterback. Bureau's had one winner in the past, tied up in 1990. I think yeah. Zach's the one. Zach, Zach has the opportunity, especially being quarterback, the poise, you look at what he did last year. We expect, even though he's coming off an injury, to continue to progress. Uh, you see his, his summer workouts, still working hard. Zach has the potential to do that. Davey O'Brien Award, nation's best quarterback. Again, Zach Wilson. He always won this four times. McMahon Young, Detmer twice. Yep. Same rhetoric. Same thing, yeah. Doak Walker Award, nation's premier running back. I think Lopini Coteau will be on the list. I Perhaps think, Tyson Williams. Probably not, but I think Coteau is on. I, I, I think... It all, it all would have to do with, especially with Tyson, is is the amount of reps, right? How much reps are split? And, 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 and right. then into, but going into the season, but going, he's but not going gonna to, be able to yeah, no, that's all no, we're no. talking about. Yeah. Towards the what the mid season, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll rehash it. So, sure. Oh yeah. one, Luke Staley won it. Blitnikoff Award, nation's most outstanding receiver. I don't think BYU will have anybody on it, but maybe Aleva Hifo. Yeah. If, if there if there is anybody, it would be Aleva. Breakout speed. Um, can catch the ball and then turn up field like we're like we're watching here on, yep. on screen. So big longest play. play from scrimmage last year, seven yarder the, in the, the potato bowl. The key bowl. with this is being a a big play, you know, maker down the field. John Mackey Award, nation's best tight end. Matt Bushman is a lock to be on that Facts. list. I don't think MLP will be on it. If he was healthy last year, I think BYU would have had two. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you there, man. It's a lock. Remington Trophy, nation's premier center lock. James Empey will be on that list. Double lock for me. Click, click. <laughs> Double lock. <laughs> Butkus Award, nation's best linebacker. I don't think BYU gets one on there, yeah, even no. though they have two guys that could be in Isaiah Kafusi and Zane Anderson. Zane was hurt. Zane, Isaiah Zane. had a good year, but it won't pop to the point he goes on the list, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think Isaiah just came on a little bit too late as far as more consistent reps mm-hmm. and making a splash. Zane, if... Yeah. If he had been healthy last year, he wouldn't be here yeah, this right. year. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're right. Jim Thorpe Award, nation's best defensive back. Diane Gonwoloku should be on this list. He should be. He should be, man. When you look at the plays that he makes, he's always around the ball. He just reminds me of Kyle Van Noy. Mm. It doesn't really matter if he's on the defense or a special team. He's scored a touchdown in the potato bowl. There you go, man. There you go. That's because the best athletes, Jerem, play corner and safety. 
Mm, I don't doubt it. Bronco Nagurski Trophy, most outstanding defensive player. I think Kairos Tonga will be on that list. Perhaps Diane Gonwoloku, but I would bet Tonga is on the list. Yeah, those most mostly pe- people that win those are what linebackers usually or ends. It's well, it depends. You could be a linebacker. You could be a safety and be amazing. Right? Yeah. Outland, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Outland Trophy, nation's most outstanding interior lineman. I think BYU could have up to three on this list. I think they'll probably have one, but James Christensen, left tackle. James MP center. Kairos Tonga, defensive line. Remember, BYU's won this twice. Jason Buck and Mo Elowinibi. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. It's, it's, it's exciting and fun to hear. We always talk about the quarterback factory, but the offensive line, right, starting to come yes. back. Yes, absolutely. Lou Groves Award, nation's top place kicker. Nobody. BYU won't have anybody. That'll be a pass. Ray Guy Award, college punter. BYU won't have one. Pass. Uh, Paul Harnig Award, most versatile player. Nobody. If Jaron Hall plays like the Taysom Hill Saints role, though, he'll be on this list next year. Mm, Werfel Werfel Trophy, exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. Everyone. Perhaps Isaiah (laughs) Kafusi. I don't know. We'll see. And the last one, Walter Camp, most outstanding player. I think Zach Wilson. Yeah. Will be a nominee. Zach, on Zach, yep. Zach has a lot when of you're a returning quarterback with good stats, you're on all these lists. And you, and a freshman. That's how you get and a freshman. That's how you get People a lot of get excited. Hype. Get, yeah. And they get they grade you on a curve when you're a freshman. But once you're a sophomore, no. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up 16 watch lists. No one else is going to do this today. <laughs> I promise you that. We also expect the Sammy Baugh Trophy for uh, best passer to be released at some point in the next couple weeks. BYU's won the most of any school in college football history with seven winners. Shidey Wilson, McMahon Young, Bosco, Detmer, Sarkeesian. Zach Wilson should make that watch list yes, as well. Yes. So that is the watch list for the watch list. Again, no one else is doing that today. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. The U.S. men's volleyball team faces Russia tonight. Yeah, they do. Find out exactly when and where, why, how, and who coming up. The Cold War again. (laughs) And a rising shout-out to one of BYU's 1966 NIT championship team heroes. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Thanks to today's guest lineup of the voice of the volunteers, Bob Kessling and new women's basketball assistant coach. What an inspiration. What a story. Melanie Day. Great to have her. The show is on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. James MP is rated as the second highest graded returning center in the FBS by Pro Football Focus. MP is rated with an 82.7 overall grade and only allowed nine pressures in 853 snaps last season. Women's basketball. Lee Kamard and Melanie Day are the new assistant coaches who will join head coach Jeff Judkins and assistant coach Ray Stewart. We spoke with Day in the last segment. Kamard, the former Cougar great, was an assistant coach last season with the men's team. Cougars in pro hoops. Eric Mika scored two points, had six rebounds, four assists, and a steal in the Sacramento Kings' 83-80 to loss to the L.A. Clippers in the NBA Summer League play last night. The play again tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers at 8 Eastern in Las Vegas. Elijah Bryant and the Bucks play the Trailblazers tonight, 10 Eastern in Vegas on ESPNU. Volleyball. Ben Patch, Taylor Sander, and assistant coach Rob Nielsen and the U.S. men's national team face Russia tonight in the Volleyball Nations League at 9 p.m. Eastern. Soccer. The Chicago Red Stars of the NWSL announced former Cougar Michelle Vasconcelos is out for the season with an ACL tear. She had two goals and three assists in 11 games. Good luck in recovery to Vasconcelos. Cougars in the minors. 
In AAA, Jacob Bregman went three for five with a home run and a double, finishing a triple shy of the cycle. Nice. And a 12 to 7 Tacoma Rainiers loss to the Reno Aces. Brendan Lund in AAA as well, went two for three with the double and a run scored in a 13 3 Salt Lake Bees loss to the Las Vegas Aviators. They changed their name from the 51. Daniel Schneeman, still rolling. Good boy. Went three for five with an RBI and a 10 to 1 Lake County Captain's loss to the Clinton Lumber Kings. Softball. Rudy Bravo went two for two with an RBI on the Cleveland Comets. 5 0 win over the USSSA Pride. Today's rise and shout outs. Uh, mine goes to Jim Jimmis, uh, who made a steal and layup in, uh, late in the game in the 66 NIT championship game over Army, coached by Bobby Knight, by the way. Nice. Uh, he passed away earlier this week. Jimmis was a legendary high school basketball coach at Brighton and Hillcrest. He was 74. Mine goes to um, Melanie. Melanie Day. Melanie Day. Melanie Day. What an what a awesome lady. It's a, that's an inspiration and, and um, really gives us some perspective to, you know, go and, and play offense and not defense, right? Go, yeah. Go and be, instead of being reactive and sitting back, you know, go and be a, be a go-getter. She's said some great things. Another thing she said is, I'm not afraid of, to die. I'm afraid of not living. Yeah. So go and that's, live. Go and, and that's, live. That's, 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 I love that's huge. that. That's huge, man. And, and it's, it's interesting. That's the second story I've heard. My grandma would be one as well, a survivor of breast cancer. And it was all mentality. All mentality. Having the right mentality can do wonders for your body in the healing process. Absolutely. Our question of the day, what's the greatest duo in the history of BYU sports? The elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years goes to at Shay Lauren C on Twitter. I'm going with Lavelle and Patty Edwards. BYU royalty, honorable mention is Spencer Linton and Jeremy. We dim in comparison to those two. Absolutely. Hilarious. The conversation continues 24-7 on the Twitter, the Grammy, and the Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, I know time we talked about you, but we didn't have time for you yeah, as a time. guest, I guess. For Brian, who was here all week. Nicely done, my friend. Thank you, man. Well done. Thank you, appreciate Vacation it. Vacation over for Spencer and myself. <laughs> Shout out to Kirk Davidson. See you Monday for a fresh BYUSN. Go Cougs!